This week, Bitcoin trading volume nears one-year highs as volatile market continues. This means Bitcoin is changing hands, from weak hands to strong hands. Hello, I'm Crypto Casey, and welcome to another episode of Crypto This Week. Every Sunday, we explore the latest global news stories affecting the crypto markets, as well as the ever-changing macroeconomic environment of the world at large. This video is sponsored by FTX, one of the largest US-regulated crypto exchanges in the market. More on them in a bit. Beware of scammers pretending to be me in the comments below, asking you to WhatsApp them, Telegram them, join an investment group, use their investment services, asking you to send them money, crypto, or your wallet seed phrase. All of those are 100% scammers trying to steal your crypto. The only links to my only official social media profiles are listed in the description area below of these videos. Anything not listed is a scammer, so stay vigilant in these crazy times, crypto fam. Awesome, let's hit crypto this week. Let's kick things off with a story that will inspire us to start building or keep building new creative income streams during the bear market. This 18-year-old just raked in $700,000 of revenue selling Bored Ape toys. And NFT holders say the physical replicas reinforce their attachment to digital identities. Before launching Ism Toys, Ricky Deleuze saved about $10,000 mowing lawns and used that capital to make the initial free toys to give to people in the Bored Ape community. Deleuze told Insider at NFT.NYC conference Thursday, his first Bored Ape toy was commissioned in January for about $400. Fast forward today, and he is the founder of Ism Toys, which he runs with his dad, Tony Deleuze, and a team of six staff. We're tripling down on helping Web2 companies enter the Web3 space, while also converting their audience into Web3 people. The younger Deleuze said, we link the toys to actual NFTs and the digital assets act as authenticators for the toys. Last year, he had reached out to 100 users on Twitter who had Bored Ape NFTs as their profile pictures, and about five replied. Within the Bored Ape community in particular, Deleuze added, members have an extremely strong bond with the brand, so that's why he reached out to them first. And some go by their internet names, saying they identify more with their web names than birth names. Amazing. So this kid mowed lawns until he got the capital he needed, determined his target audience, which in this case were high net worth individuals in a super tight community that spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on essentially a profile picture in the form of an NFT with a club membership of sorts, reached out to 100 of them to offer a free product of which only 5% responded, and now he's raking in the cash. Cool. Hopefully that gets some creative vibes flowing through us so we can step up our income generation game on our journey to financial freedom together. While on the subject of Bored Apes, this week, Snoop Dogg and Eminem become Bored Apes in a new music video. The video for From the D to the LBC features the hip hop legends Bored Ape Yacht Club PFPs or profile pictures in animated form. So check out the music video, it was pretty cool and interesting to see how they are integrating their NFTs into their work. NFTs will probably be the biggest crypto industry, garnering the most adoption with the most utility and use cases. However, it is still more nascent in development than regular crypto tokens. So it's a lot harder to guess which projects will survive in the long term. NFTs will also play a major role in another industry I'm extremely bullish on, as well as some other notable people. Mark Zuckerberg envisions a billion people in the metaverse spending hundreds of dollars each. He said the metaverse should usher in a massive economy. Nice. So when researching potential investment opportunities in crypto and elsewhere, it's important to assess the long-term viability it may have in an emerging industry like the metaverse. We still have a long way to go before an immersive blockchain-based metaverse hits the scene, 
But what's great is it gives us a lot of time to stack cash on the sidelines and prepare for good investment entry points over the next five years or so. Until then, this bear market will continue to shake out projects that are just not going to make it. As this week, crypto's liquidity troubles are spreading across platforms. Total market value of cryptocurrencies, which topped $3 trillion in November, has dropped to $991 billion, according to data from CoinGecko. As we've been covering now for the past month or so, more dominoes are wobbling and may fall. Distressed crypto broker Voyager sets limits on withdrawals. Babel Finance struggles to find its footing after suspending withdrawals. Maple Finance faces liquidity crunch from Babel Contagion. Crypto exchange CoinFlex freezes withdrawals due to counterparty uncertainty. CoinFlex joins Celsius, Babel Finance, Finblocks, and Voyager Digital in either freezing or limiting user withdrawals. Who's next? Yeah. So as we've been discussing, all these companies have just been lending each other money to then lend out to other people who then lend it out to other people. And this can happen an unlimited number of times due to lack of continued regulation. Which leads me to believe the government is purposely holding out on instituting regulations and hope that crypto will just self-implode and die out. Which would be the best case scenario for them and their corporate Wall Street banking cronies. However, it's not just crypto companies that are in distress. It's looking more and more like the current or eventual recession could worsen into a depression. The retail industry is facing a potential wave of bankruptcies. There could be an increase in distressed retailers beginning later this year, experts say. As ballooning prices dent demand for certain goods, stores contend with bloated inventory levels and a potential recession looms. Last week, 90-year-old cosmetics giant Revlon filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection, making it the first household consumer-facing name to do so in months. Now the questions are, which retailer will be next, and how soon? Wall Street faces billion-dollar losses on sinking buyout debt. Lenders get a reality check on bumper deals as sentiment sours. U.S. and European banks feel the pain amid rising risk premiums. Investment bankers in the U.S. and Europe are bracing for potentially billions of dollars in total losses on big-ticket leverage buyouts as they struggle to offload risky corporate debt that's plunging in value amid a sweeping market sell-off. The biggest hit, which could amount to about $1 billion, may come from the take private of Citrix Systems, Inc., which a group of lenders led by Bank of America, Credit Suisse Group AG, and Goldman Sachs Group, Inc., signed in January, according to people with knowledge of the deals and the terms at which banks underwrote them. So with the Federal Reserve increasing the cost to borrow money, basically all of these banks that have lent money to businesses did so at a rate lower than it costs now, which means a bunch of banks are holding a bunch of junk commercial paper. And here's an interesting part of the same article. The difference this time is that the Fed is not going to bail anyone out, said Richard Farley, a partner at Kramer, Levin, Neftalis, and Frankel LLP, who advises banks and direct lenders on buyout financings. Hmm, that's pretty ominous. Also this week, Elon Musk says he's worried about keeping Tesla out of bankruptcy. The past two years have been an absolute nightmare of supply chain interruptions. One thing after another, Musk said in an interview with the Tesla owners group, we're not out of it yet. That's overwhelmingly our concern is how do we keep the factories operating so we can pay people and not go bankrupt? Yikes. And across the pond, markets are not braced for a Japanese and Swiss central bank liquidity drain. If estimates that world markets face a record $4 trillion liquidity drain over the next 18 months, are even close to accurate, hold on to your hats. That's how much analysts at Morgan Stanley reckon G4 central banks, the US Federal Reserve, European Central Bank, Bank of Japan, and Bank of England will shrink their balance sheets by via quantitative tightening, QT, by the end of next year. 
The estimate does not include the Swiss National Bank, SNB, one of the world's biggest liquidity providers of the last decade. The Swiss National Bank and Bank of Japan have contributed a very significant liquidity injection over the years that has led to large inflows into asset markets. If it were to stop for whatever reason, that would be very dramatic, says Jens Nordvig, founder and CEO of Exante Data. Yeah, so basically a lot more bankruptcies are ahead in both the traditional and crypto space due to this over decade long number go up stock market, free money from the printer, and the government allowing all these big zombie corporations to remain alive that need money to survive because they don't actually contribute any value to the economy. A cleansing is definitely necessary, but it's going to be ugly by the looks of it. Crypto winter? Black Swan author predicts full-blown ice age. The esteemed mathematician believes that the transitory crypto winter may degrade into full-blown ice age, referring to the period in history when glaciers covered large parts of the planet for roughly 11,500 years. And as much as I hate to say it, I think he's right. The macro environment is complete garbage. We've got the war in Ukraine raging on, likely food shortages ahead, companies laying off people and rescinding job offers, interest rates increasing, which Fed Chair Jerome Powell admitted to Congress during his testimony that raising interest rates doesn't actually bring down the cost of food or gas, but it does likely increase the likelihood of recession. I mean bearish, fam. Extremely bearish. And since there is nothing we can do about any of this, all we can do is focus on how we feel about things, which as crypto investors, the best way to feel is extremely happy and lucky when prices plunge because it will give us the opportunity of our lifetimes that we have been and currently are preparing for in this bear market. And if you haven't started preparing, make sure to check out my bear market video series playlist to get started by clicking on the link above. So one crypto company that's kept its nose to the grindstone, building in the bull market, and is in a position to continue to build in the bear market, Bitcoin billionaire Sam Bankman-Fried bails out embattled crypto firms BlockFi and Voyager. FTX, Bankman-Fried's crypto exchange, agreed to provide crypto lender BlockFi with a $250 million revolving credit facility. Alameda, Bankman-Fried's quantitative trading firm, committed $500 million in financing to Voyager Digital, a crypto brokerage. And Bankman-Fried has emerged as something of a savior for the $900 billion crypto market as it faces a deepening liquidity crunch. In an interview with NPR, Bankman-Fried said he feels his exchange has a responsibility to seriously consider stepping in even if it is at a loss to ourselves, to stem contagion. His actions highlight how a lack of regulation for the crypto industry means that firms can't turn to the federal government for a bailout when things turn south. A sharp contrast with the banking industry in 2008. And he's right, crypto is not getting bailed out. Crypto is not going to receive any help because the government wants it to die. Lame. Either way, as usual, there are still great adoption stories for crypto that happened this week. Let's run through them after some info about the sponsor of the video. FTX is one of the largest US regulated exchanges in the world that allows its millions of users to buy, sell, trade, and track cryptocurrencies, NFTs, and soon traditional stocks. FTX's fees are up to 85% lower than other top competitors, and there are no fixed minimum fees on transactions, no ACH fees, and no gas fees on their NFT marketplace, which features the most popular Ethereum and Solana NFT collections. Setting up a DCA or dollar cost averaging strategy is extremely simple, which historically delivers the best results during bear markets. With FTX, this literally takes 20 seconds. You open up the app, enter the pin code, tap buy, select the crypto, enter an amount, tap one time, and select daily, weekly, bi-weekly, or monthly, tap review, make sure everything looks good, and slide right to submit the order. And if you're interested in learning how we can supercharge our DCA strategy, I have a video guide which you can check out by clicking on the link above, 
about using strategically placed limit orders on FTX's pro mobile app, all from the convenience of our cell phone. So if you'd like to check it out, please be sure to scroll down to the description area below to access the correct and official site, as well as redeem any nice signup bonuses available as a reward. Cool. Let's wrap up with some bullish news. The crypto market is slumping, but massive crypto VC deals keep on coming. FalconX, a brokerage startup known for offering crypto derivatives trades to institutional investors, raised $150 million in Series D funding this week, resulting in an $8 billion valuation, up from a $3.5 billion valuation last August. The same day FalconX announced its new nine-figure funding, another crypto startup did the same, Prime Trust. A provider of various crypto custody and infrastructure services hauled in $107 million for its Series B round. Another crypto-fueled startup raised its own mega round earlier in the week as Magic Eden closed a $130 million Series B round at a $1.6 billion valuation. Yet another crypto startup revealed its plans this week for a different kind of fundraising. Roxy, which facilitates blockchain payments, announced plans to go public by merging with a SPAC raising as much as $57.5 million in proceeds, although likely much less due to investor redemptions, and resulting in a $3.6 billion enterprise valuation. Also this week, digital toy platform Cryptoys raises $23 million from A16Z Dapper Labs. The company recently secured a partnership with toy manufacturing giant Mattel to transform some of its most famous products into playable avatars, which can be sold as NFTs. Cool. And for those of us looking to start up some crypto side hustles, it may just become a lot easier, as Shopify reveals a range of new crypto features. Shopify is now allowing customers and brands to connect through their crypto wallets. Taking advantage of tokenization mechanics, the online store now offers merchants the chance to provide exclusive access to products and events to brand token holders. The company is also providing convenient NFT minting and selling features, which are compatible with Ethereum, Solana, Polygon, and Flow. Very bullish. And there's more. Puma makes big Web3 push as sports brands go all in on the metaverse. The German sportswear brand sees digital goods as an extension of physical products that can add a new level to the experience through digital perks. But it's entering a competitive sneaker landscape. And some TradFi is going crypto. New Northern Trust Unit merges crypto and TradFi teams. $1.5 trillion asset manager's new digital assets and financial markets division comes amid ongoing crypto sell-off. Boundaries between traditional and digital markets will only continue to blur over time, says Justin Chapman, the new unit's leader. Algorand Executive calls the move by a renowned financial institution an important step for blockchain industry. And last but not least, University of Cincinnati adds crypto courses to curriculum. As well as launching two new crypto programs, the Ohio-based university will add a lab space dedicated to cryptocurrency partnerships. Awesome. Well, that was Crypto This Week with me, Crypto Casey. If you enjoyed the episode, please make sure to like this video, subscribe to the channel, and click the bell notification to stay up to date on all of the latest videos. So what did you think about the NFT toy story? Do you think there are more bankruptcies around the corner, or is the worst behind us? Have you been dollar cost averaging into crypto positions? Let me know in the comments below. Be safe out there.